Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The Adam Shine Podcast. Hi, this is Adam Shine. Wow, the interview we did with Tom Curran on Tuesday on Shine on Sports, talking about Tom Brady and the free agency ahead. It was revealing and it made major news. So here it is on the critically acclaimed Adam Shine Podcast by Popular Demands. The entire interview that we did with Tom Curran, who is the best in the business from NBC Sports Boston. Tom, welcome back to the show, my friend. How are you? I'm tremendous. I couldn't be happier than to be right here, right now with you. I love it, Tom. I absolutely love it. And I <laughs> I love your coverage of what's going on with Tom Brady. I mean, your world is certainly not boring but let's start with what you wrote on Sunday. Not not that it had to be stressed, but it kind of had to be stressed. I, I need yep. you to reiterate for everybody, because I, I thought you framed it so incredibly well, the Patriots' mindset with regards to Tom Brady being a free agent. Yeah, I think people got a little overexcited last week in a number of ways. It was an inaccurate report that the Patriots were set to meet with Don Yee. It wasn't on anybody's docket. Uh, it was presumed. And then later in the week, when that got walked back, people were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why, why haven't they met with, with Yee? They were supposed to meet with Yee. And that then quickly led to, well, why haven't they? Why are the Patriots dragging their feet? And that supposition led folks to say, well, they don't care. And it then led to reporting from Jeff Darlington, who knows the situation really well, uh, led him to say, look, this isn't about whether or not the Patriots decide to cap Tom Brady around. It's whether or not Tom Brady decides to stick around. And I think that got flavored as Brady doesn't care if he stays or goes. He might not even talk to him. So I reached out to both sides, and I got the better understanding that, look, Brady is not walking away from the Patriots without hearing what they have to say. And on the Patriots' side, they are absolutely going to pitch Tom Brady. And it's not about finances, Adam. It's about stay where things are good. We're going to make it good for you. And you're not going to have success and happiness someplace else because this is where you're comfortable and this is where it's best. All right, let's get into that. And that's phenomenal reporting, Tom. You know, I do think, and you use that word, comfortable, that's part of it. And by the way, that's that's the human sign that we can all relate. I mean, when we're comfortable in our surroundings at the workplace, I mean, life is good. It makes a difference yep. mentally. I mean, that, that is a big deal. And look, you know, whether it's Josh McDaniels, whether it's Bill Belichick, whether it's Bob Kraft, the knowledge of how this unbelievable organization works, I mean, that's got to count for something here for Tom Brady, right? It does, but I think that the converse of that is that the, the Patriots have gotten too comfortable knowing that they'll always have that gun in their holster to use that yep. is Tom Brady. Yep. And, and that's his feeling is, look, you know what? You can always get me at half price, 
You can always put whoever you want around me, and I'm going to get you to the AFC Championship game, regardless of if these guys are cast-offs from other teams like Chris Hogan or Philip Dorsett or something. I'll get you there. Poor Daryl Patterson. I'll get you there. And the Patriots will pay him half to get him to get them further than anybody else could. And the Patriots will say, well, you know what? It's our scheme. It's our system. It's our discipline. It's our game management. It's everything. It's not just Tom. And there comes a point at which I think Brady and the folks around him say, yeah, well, you've taken him for granted. Your comfort with him has become a take-him-for-granted situation. And I think that's part of the reason when Brady said, you're not going to give me an extension, you're not going to give me two at 50. Last August, he said, okay, how about this then? Why don't you make it so I'm free to go someplace else, and then you can look around, and I can look around. That's really why we are where we are. Without question. And that, that needs to be discussed. I mean, that, that was part of the conversation and what, what Tom Brady said to, to New England. You, you absolutely nailed it, Tom. Let's say he stays. Or, Tom, part of the pitch will be talent around him. Educate maybe me and the listeners on this. How can the – because there were line issues, running back issues, yep. tight end issues, receiver issues – so how can the Patriots get better around Tom Brady? Really, the, the the easiest way to do it before the window opens, and it's very difficult for them to do this because free agency opens and Brady's going to be a free agent himself. So the Patriots can't show him anything concrete. They can only show him promises. And kind of, to be honest, these are promises that have been made for the last few years. We're going to get this. We're going to get that. We're going to try this. And then it doesn't happen. Jared Cook signs with New Orleans. Um, Ryan Humphreys ends up in Tennessee. Cole Beasley goes to Buffalo. And the next thing you know, you're throwing at Jacoby Myers and Gunnar Olszewski. <laughs> so it's hard for the Patriots to do that. Uh, maybe a trade prior to free agency. My belief is that they are going to try and do that. I don't know if that's assured. Obviously, you need two people to make that happen. But also to say, look, Mohamed Sanu's having surgery on his ankle. He's we have him this year. He's going to be a better player. You know that, Tom. Nikhil Harry, the arrow points up. Julian, we're going to reduce his workload. But when you think about it, at 33, he still had 100 catches for you and missed the game and was useless in others. He's still that friggin' good. We know that. You know that. Tom, we've screwed up a tight end, clearly. We haven't drafted one except for Ryan Izzo since 2015. We drafted three all decade. We're going to find a better guy. David Andrews will be back. Isaiah Wynn will be healthy. Stay here, man. Stay here. It's where you need to be. Tom, I, I think that's great. I think that I mean that that is the pitch right there, which which makes me go to Tennessee listening to all this, because I think Tennessee is unique in a lot of ways. Look, I, I personally think in theory, right for football and beyond, the Chargers would make sense. There are ownership questions, fan questions, you know, how's it going to be questions, you know. I, I happen to like Anthony Lynn. Is he going to be Tom Brady's guy? I don't know. The the Tennessee Titans, you know, let's assume for a second Derrick Henry comes back. I think Tom would love to hand him the football. They have a good offensive line. Tom knows firsthand about that defense. But to me, it's Vrabel and John Robinson. There's no educated guess. There's no ambiguity he knows the people who are the primary individuals that are going to be the face of a football. And I think that's important. Is that the perfect fit for Tom if Brady leaves? I think it is. I think it's the most likely, most reasonable place for him to go. 
Additionally, their offensive coordinator is Arthur Smith. He's 37 years old. So it's not as if he is so set in his ways that he'd say, well, I'm not doing what Brady does. He's going to be here for 15 minutes. I would imagine that he would look to Brady as being, you know, Professor Emeritus. I'll learn from this <laughs> right. guy. I'll do whatever right. he says. Yeah. So that component exists there as well. What's hard is, I think, I think Brady looks forward to imparting a culture on a team as well. When I go in, the whole place is going to hopefully learn how to do things. You know, I did email back and forth briefly last week with Brady after uh, he put the essay out on Kobe, um, just talking about how moved he was. He said, look, I felt a lot of kinship to him. He was a good friend, and we had a lot in common. He always wanted to help people get better. I think that's a big component to what Brady and he didn't talk about this in football terms at all. This was a very separate from football terms. But I think that mentorship, that culture, that teaching other people that this is how it worked for me, it might work for you as well, is important to him. And if Tennessee would embrace that as opposed to sometimes in New England getting an eye roll when he starts to jump up on a soapbox, maybe he likes that idea too. You know, that's really interesting, and, and that that was a good job by you emailing Kim about what he posted about Kobe because, I mean, that resonated with me, resonated with everybody. I, that's that's excellent. I think he can absolutely do that in, in Tennessee. Do you see other teams, Tom, that would make sense for Tom Brady if he left New England? Tampa Bay. I mean, they have so much artillery. They are the best and most talented offensive team. If Brady wants to go have a 35-touchdown, 10-pick uh, season and take a team that was where it was last year with a quarterback who had 38 turnovers, imagine what you would do with a guy who could give you the same number of touchdown passes at least and 28 fewer turnovers. It's insane. But would working in that system and that – much more laid-back approach. Yeah. Be tailor-made for Brady at 43. 40, yeah, 43, whatever the hell he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing I can't. I, I, they have the weapons, which I'm sure would be really appealing for him. I don't know. Tom working for, for Bruce Arians, that, that's the one, or working with Bruce Arians. Tom, I, I don't know about that fit. I, I think that would go from one extreme to the other. I, I, you're right about the weapons. I, I don't know if I see Brady in, in Tampa Bay. No, and I think that's a feeling that, that exists in Foxborough as well. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't go. I mean, that's pinning the needle completely at the other end of the dial. How about a team like the Chargers or the Raiders? Are they viable? Uh, when I wrote the story, the folks and the intimations that I got is that it's, it's believed that the Raiders, and again, they might be posturing, but it's believed that the Raiders will not be in you know strong pursuit of Brady. If Brady wants to find out what they have available, if he wants to find out uh, if there's interest there and talk to Gruden, they'll do that, but they're not going to chase them all over creation, and I think that's reasonable for them to put that out there. Reason being, if they do chase them all over creation and don't get them, then they have to explain to David Carr what happened. Um, but I think that, to me, probably San Diego, excuse me, Los Angeles would be the better fit. Tom, what are Tom Brady's priorities in free agency? How much of it is money? 
how much of it is comfort, how much of it is family, wife, kids, how much of it is winning? I think comfort, winning, feeling appreciated and a part of something that's growing as opposed to feeling like duct tape, those are the biggest priorities. Then money um, would be right there. You know, in terms of family, obviously he is going to make sure that he's in a situation where he's not gone for eight months. He is, that's not fraudulent, his presence with his kids and his wife and his family, the stuff you see on Instagram, it's legitimate. So I think he would want to make sure that wherever he goes, that is a concern as well. But, you know, the idea that the TB12 empire is a priority, that's overstated. It really isn't. That's an after-football thing. It's not going to hold sway over any decision-making as far as I've been told. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I do know the, the family thing is real. You know, you, you've, you've referenced a couple times, I like that duct tape line, how would you characterize the current relationship between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick? I think it's cordial. It's an old marriage. They understand each other. Um, they've gone through their hard times. They, you know, have, they have a lot of love and respect for the good times they had together, but there's also times where I know how he is. He knows how I am. I'm not going to change him at this point. So I think that there's resignation to the fact that they're not seeing eye to eye on this. But there is not open hostility or irritation that certainly I think existed in 2017 and throughout that season and then into the 2018 um, offseason. You know, one of the things we always come back to, would Tom Brady actually leave? Would he take the plunge? Would you know? I, I'm not one of those where you know you're solely judged in terms of legacy by by being on one team. I think that's that's I garbage. I, I, I he's always going to be a patriot, no matter where he goes. He's always going to be a god in New England, as he should. Do Do you think Tom is ready, Tom, to take the plunge? Do you think that he'll in a couple of weeks he would he would pull the trigger and and do it and leave New England? I do. I absolutely do. I think the folks around him. Um, have certainly stressed to him that there's a whole new world out there, buddy. You know, there's a lot to do. You're wanted. People are going to want to sign you. It's going to be fun. It's going to be invigorating. It's going to be change is good. I think that that exists. We've also seen the Patriot Stockholm Syndrome enact itself on Josh McDaniels or Nick Casario or you know, Dion Branch or Jamie Collins, a number of guys who have come back to the organization or been convinced to stay for less or in different circumstances, it's a long list. And that's what I think that folks outside the national people who are reporting on this and doing a good job might not understand the nuances that exist because the Patriots have been who the Patriots are and, and being someplace for two decades. Do that's you... one thing that when it, when we get overexercised about he's definitely gone, he's definitely gone, it's underestimating the attachment that he has to this place. I think that's a really intelligent way to phrase it. I mean, there's a realistic chance he's gone, but you have to appreciate that attachment. How about this Tom Brady-Antonio Brown relationship? Is that is that a real thing? Could that be a piece, a selling point for a team and where they'll say, Tom, we will sign Antonio Brown? 
you know, I wonder where that would fit in a conversation. Yes, it's a, it's a real thing. Brady has maintained contact with Antonio Brown. Um, he certainly feels as if things in New England could have gone differently and that it wasn't the right thing to do to release him. I don't agree with that. I think he was bound to end up the way he ended up. Mm-hmm. But I'm not Tom Brady, and, but he kind of opened his heart, opened his house, opened his himself to Antonio Brown, and now seeing how things have gone for Antonio Brown since, he's probably of a mind, look, see? See what happens when you take football from a guy? So I think that he roots for him to do well, and certainly he knows how good he is as a football player. But I wonder if he would broach that with a team and saying, if this guy ever gets his stuff straight, would you think about signing him? Be very because interesting. I think that he would love to play football with Antonio Brown again. Hypothetically, I don't know if he loves the idea. Go ahead. I'm no, sorry. go go ahead, Tom. Go ahead. I don't know if he loves the idea of you know reading up on the care and feeding of Antonio Brown that seems to have to go on. Right. But he was short term willing to do it, so that's that's a different you know tumbler that would have to fall into place. Hypothetically, if Brady left, where do you think the Patriots would go at the quarterback position? They might not go anywhere at all. They might stand pat with Jared Stidham and draft another guy and then find a you know a workman-like guy. Say to themselves, let's rip off that $13.5 million in dead money that we have on the, on the books for Brady and uh, not go and spend $15 million on another guy who's just not worth $15 million to play the position. And just rip the Band-Aid off, and then we'll, we'll start fresh. Wow. That, that's my belief. So are you, you're not buying necessarily the Andy Dalton-Marcus Mariota conversation? At the right price, I think. But I, I would imagine the Patriots are certainly going to consider the upside of, why are we going to sink $15 million into Andy Dalton, have 13.5 on the cap for Tom, that's $28.5 million. Again, I know you can prorate that stuff, but $28.5 million. Think of the guys we can get. We could re-sign Tooney. We could re-sign Van Noy. We could do a lot of stuff with that $28.5 million instead of getting somebody to, you know, still drive with their hands at 10-2 and two here. Final question for you, Tom, because this has really opened my eyes. How do you think this plays out? What's your prediction? Where's Tom Brady going to sign? Where is he going to play football next year? Uh, 50-50, I really, it's, it's either going to be, to me, um, it's either going to be New England or Tennessee with, uh, the 49ers closing hard on the outside. So you think the 49ers conversation is real? I do. You think that's from Tom or do you think that's from San Francisco? I think it's from both. I think that there is an appeal. Look, you have a team that is – I'm backing up here, so if my voice is changing. I, you have a team that is – oh, there goes the beef that I'm getting too close to something, too. You hear that? I was going to say, Tom, don't get too close. I don't want you to get hurt here. <laughs> it's just a Hicks you that I'm invited by. <laughs> um, thing overreacts. But I think that, look, it's, what's interesting about that is the Patriots sent Jimmy Garoppolo out there for such short – collateral that could Belichick say hey why don't you just sign this guy when he comes available for two years I'll take Jimmy back he'll get you the Super Bowl that you probably could have had this year if you had Brady and we'll you know we'll, we'll start fresh it would be interesting to me to find out whether or not that had happened because I think I think 
that the Niners can release Jimmy Garoppolo outright um, and suffer no consequence. Okay, and I they can, and I referenced that before. So let me ask you this, and then, then I'll let you go now that you parked the car. I I think that actually makes sense. And I think it'll end up being Tennessee. But would would Belichick get back into the Garoppolo business? Yes. No hesitation. Yeah, I agree with that. Nope. Tom, you're the best. So would would McDaniels, I think. Everybody would want him back on Jimmy Garoppolo. It would be the best case scenario. I mean, that would be the best case scenario all the way around. The only thing that wouldn't happen is uh, Brady wouldn't get the chance for AFC Schadenfreude alongside Drabel if they finish ahead of the Patriots. <laughs> Which would certainly be juicy. Tom, you're the best. I'm yeah. glad you didn't hit the car. We appreciate the time, and we'll talk to you again <laughs> real soon, my friend. And keep kicking ass when it comes to this story. All right. Thanks for having me, Adam. You're the best. Tom Curran from NBC Sports Boston. Oh, wow. That was incredible. And any question you had about Tom Brady, Tom Curran just answered. And he thinks it'll come down to Tennessee or New England 50-50 with San Francisco looming large for both Brady and for the team. My goodness, what an amazing spot. This is the Adam Shine Podcast. For more from Adam Shine, listen to Shine on Sports on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Weekdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, Sirius XM 82. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.